Hey there, before we get started today, I just wanted to make sure that you knew about the Secret Sister Circle. That is a membership that I created to basically take the exhausted wife of an alcoholic from just sitting around wishing things would change, praying things would change, hoping things would change, to actually knowing what to do to find some stability and peace and happiness again. So I started this back in July, I believe, and we have covered a lot of ground since then. So I just wanted to go over real quickly with you just some of the topics that we've covered in there so you can kind of get an idea of um, what we talk about and if these are some things that maybe you could actually use. So we talked about, we started out with talking about some common pitfalls that wives of alcoholics fall into and how to overcome those. We talked about the all important taking thoughts captive and we really dove deep into exactly how to do that and how it can really just improve everything in your situation. We've talked about codependency, understanding alcoholism, uh, boundaries, effective communication with an addicted spouse. Um, we have also covered a lot of spiritual ground, like how to really embrace and uh, implement a meaningful quiet time with the Lord into your life, how to deepen your relationship with God. We did a study on that. We did a study on trusting in God. We did a study on how to hear from God. Um, we talked, we've talked about self-care for wives of alcoholics and what that looks like and exactly how to implement that. Uh, we've done a self-worth study. Just, so, just covered so many great things in there. And all of the material is presented to you in a way that is easy to consume, but also it gives you a lot of assistance in actually knowing how to implement this stuff into your life. Because I'm sure you've heard me say before, knowing is one thing, but doing is everything. So that is the Secret Sisters membership in a nutshell. I would absolutely love to have you join me there. It is super powerful um, and just there's some great life-changing stuff going on in there. You can find out more about it by going to my website, marriedtoaddiction.com, and just clicking on the tab that says uh, membership. I believe it's under the Get Help tab or drop down rather, and you'll see it there, Secret Sisters membership. So please go check it out. I would absolutely love to have you there with us. Hey there, I'm Julie, and this is the Married to Addiction podcast. If you're here, then you're probably what I call my secret sister. We're in a situation we never asked to be in and fighting a battle we never wanted to fight. We're faith-filled women who are married to an alcoholic, and it affects every inch of our lives. If that sounds like you, then this is a safe place for you to land. Married to Addiction is a faith-based podcast where I help you find the tools and strength you need to navigate your husband's addiction without losing yourself in the process. So please subscribe and tune in as often as you can, because your husband's recovery is important, but so is yours. Hello, and welcome to episode 41 in season three of the Married to Addiction podcast. So today I'm going to ask you to buckle your safety belts. (laughs) Because the title of today's episode is, What If My Husband Never Gets Sober? And obviously, this is a tough question. But it's also kind of the elephant in the room, really, because I don't know if your husband's ever going to get sober. You don't know if your husband's ever going to get sober. I don't know if my husband will stay sober. And he just celebrated his fifth year sobriety anniversary. So this is a real possibility. Um 
you know, we, we don't want to dwell on this and be consumed with worrying about this because we don't know whether or not this is going to happen. And, you know, as they say, don't borrow trouble from the future. We, we don't know whether or not this is going to play out this way. Um, and God doesn't want us to live in a spirit of fear of the future anyway. So it's not something we should dwell on, but it's something that I think we should talk about because I know that it at least crosses our mind, right? So when we think of our husband's sobriety as the be-all and end-all, um, it's a scary thing to, to think about if it actually never comes to fruition. So we're going to dive into that a little bit today. I'm going to talk about a couple of aspects uh, to this, and then um, we're going to talk about, you know, kind of what, what can you do if that's the way it ends up playing out. But before we get to that, I did want to let you know that uh, it's the last chance to get into the Secret Sister Circle and get the huge bonus that I'm currently offering. So if you've listened to the last couple of episodes, you've heard me talk about this, but I just wanted to bring it up one final time because this is going to be the last episode between now and when this offer expires. So basically the way that it works, in case you missed it, is if you join the Secret Sister Circle uh, in the month of April, which there's just a few days left, then you get at the end of your second month in the membership, you get my 30-day online program absolutely free at the end of that second month. So that basically gives you two layers of, uh, you know, clarity and direction and support and encouragement. And if you're not familiar with the Secret Sister Circle, please go check it out. You can just go to my website, marytoaddiction.com, uh, click the get help drop down, and then you'll see it right there. There's testimonials there. Uh, there's a great list of all the benefits that you get from it. There's a bunch of other bonuses it comes with, so just please go take a peek at that and hop in there before the end of April if you want to take advantage of that bonus. I will not be repeating this for at least a very long time, if ever, so please take advantage while you can. <clears throat> okay, so there are basically two aspects to this topic. What if your husband never gets sober? The first is the physical aspect. So how would this play out um, in your life, in your physical life? Well, if you feel like you are called to stay, um, which I was in my situation, and when I felt like that, I had no idea how long it was going to be before my husband actually got sober, or again, if he if he ever was, uh, but I did definitely feel called to stay. Now, this is um, not for you if your situation is abusive. I do not believe that God would ever call us to stay in a situation that is abusive in any way, shape, or form. So. If you feel like you are called to stay in a situation that, that is abusive, I really want you to reevaluate that. Um, maybe get some counseling from a Christian counselor, a therapist, a, your pastor, whatever the case, because I do not believe that that would be the case. But if you are called to stay and your situation is not abusive, then there's basically really only one way that you can, you know, quote unquote, survive staying in this situation indefinitely. And, you know, we've talked about this a million times before. You have to get help for yourself so that you can learn how to live in peace in spite of your circumstances. Now, this is what the Bible talks about. This is what the Lord wants for us. It is possible, but it's not something that necessarily comes naturally to us. So it does involve... Um, you know, learning some tools, which again, those are the things that that I teach in my programs and in the Secret Sister Circle. Um, but you have to get support for yourself. You just have to, because if you don't learn these tools and if you don't, you know, learn how to implement some things in your life to 
basically mitigate some of the, you know, the damage and the trauma that you're living with on a day-to-day basis in a relationship with a, an active alcoholic, it's going to be just incredibly difficult. But we weren't meant to live that way, right? We are Christian women and we're supposed to be able to live in peace in spite of our circumstances. And again, that part of it doesn't necessarily come easy on the spiritual side either, but it's not impossible. And we're going to talk about some of that in a second. The other way that this could possibly play out is if we are basically led to leave. And sometimes I do believe that this is the case. Obviously, this is a situation that you should make in cooperation with God with following the Lord's lead, with being very intentional, um, with leaning into what he is trying to show you and where he is trying to guide you. But I don't ever think that it is always, always, always the case that we are supposed to stay. Because sometimes I don't think that we are. But again, that's God's decision because God knows what the rest of your life is supposed to look like. And God knows what the rest of your husband's life will look like. So he is the one that knows what is the best for you in your particular circumstance. And I would never tell you that you should leave or that you should stay. Because again, God is the one who knows that answer. But the thing to remember here is whether you feel called to stay or whether you feel led to leave, God will either deliver you through it, if you're called to stay, or from it, if you're led to leave. So I want you to to write that down. God will either deliver you through it or from it. So what does it mean when he delivers us through it? Well, regardless of which of these ends up applying to you, even if you you are delivered from it, You still have to consider the spiritual aspect of this. So how is this going to affect your spiritual life? When we are called to stay and we are being delivered through it, I definitely think that we need to focus on the spiritual aspect and how the Lord is using this valley or this storm or this challenge in your life to change you or to change your future. Is he trying to draw you closer to him? Is he trying to grow you? Is he trying to lead you into something? This is a really difficult concept that we could be put in this circumstance because, you know, the Lord is trying to show us something or grow us somehow. But I was reading through Esther the other day, and I was thinking about the fact that she had to go through some hard things that she didn't understand. And she didn't know it at the time, but they were preparing her for her future. She was living a life that she didn't choose, but the things that she went through ultimately led to God's goodness that he had planned for her all along. And that a lot of the time is the case for us. Whether you end up staying, whether you end up leaving, there is something in this circumstance that God is trying to use. So I think that a really good I guess, analogy for this is diamonds. And you've probably heard this before. Diamonds are a really great example of this concept because they're created under intense pressure. And I'd heard that before, but I decided to actually go look up how, how is a diamond created? Like how much pressure? What is the actual process that it has to go through? And this is what I found on Google. It said, under the duress of approximately 725,000 pounds per square inch, That's a lot. 
and at temperatures of 2,000 to 2,200 degrees Fahrenheit, also a lot, a diamond will begin to form. So that is a lot of pressure and a lot of heat. Does that sound familiar? It does to me. There's a saying that goes, no pressure, no diamond, no struggle, no strength. Sometimes I feel like we need to be reminded that when we go through something like this, you know, maybe we have some rough edges that need to be smoothed out. I know I did. I didn't think I did. I found out I did. Sometimes we need our faith strengthened so that God can eventually use us like he, want, like he wants to. I thought I had a good amount of, of faith going into this situation when my husband was in active addiction. I found out not so much. I had to be molded and I had to be shaped under that intense pressure to be here right now speaking to you on this podcast. My experiences back then were my training ground. I didn't know it at the time. It felt awful and hard and impossible. And I didn't understand why it was happening. And I thought that there was no way that it needed to be, that we needed to be, you know, going through this and that it was unfair and that God was punishing us and all these things. But now looking back, I realized that in order to be able to share with others what I learned through the process, I had to learn it myself first. And if you don't go through struggles, you don't learn anything. So in order to be able to truly understand and teach you right now on this podcast and in my membership and in my program and all of those things, from a place of understanding, true understanding, not just saying, oh, yeah, I understand, but understanding because I lived it. Every single thing you're going through, I lived it. And being able to to teach you and to guide you from a place of empathy, which I think is so critical when we are the wife of an alcoholic, because that's hard to find, isn't it? But in order to be able to, to really speak to you from my heart, I had to live that pain first. Do you think that I knew back then that this was coming, that I'd be sitting here on a podcast talking to other people about, you know, how to get through this? Absolutely not. Oh, my gosh. If you had told that girl who was sitting in the floor of her closet with tears streaming down her face, just trying to figure out how she was going to muster the courage to go downstairs and make dinner without crying, if you had told her that she would be doing this right now, she would have never believed you. I had no idea this was coming. No idea. I don't know whether or not your husband's going to get sober, but I do know that God wastes nothing. So anything that God allows into your life has a purpose, and it is a good purpose. And you can count on your having a good purpose because he is good. God is good all the time, even if your husband never gets sober. I hope that's been helpful for you. Thanks, as always, for listening, and I'll see you next time. Quick question for you before I let you go today. Have you been to the Married to Addiction website? If you haven't, I would love if you would go pay it a visit. It's just marriedtoaddiction.com. And over there, you can see um, just a lot of different information about my podcast. There is a blog on there. There's some free resources for you. And there's also a few ways that you can actually get some help if you need a little more help and direction and support as you travel this difficult path with your addicted husband. So if you haven't yet, please go visit marriedtoaddiction.com. Thanks so much.